Hey guys, Stephanie here. Thanks for tuning back into my podcast, OT School Surviving and Thriving. This episode, we're going to be discussing stress management and how to practice self-care during grad school, because let's face it, grad school is very, very stressful. And from my experience, it was sometimes to the point where I didn't know how to deal with it. So today I have two guests here, Audrey and Katie, who are going to share their experiences with dealing with stress and trying to keep calm when things are getting a little overwhelming. So I'll go ahead and let you guys introduce yourselves. Hi guys, my name is Audrey and I am a third year student at Gannon University pursuing occupational therapy. Hi, I'm Katie, and I'm now a second year. I'm starting my field work going into my third year, um, also in the OT program at Gannon. All right, so my first question for you guys are, what are the biggest sources of stress for you during grad school? My biggest sources of stress were probably, I think, a time management and just that, like, learning how to, you know, manage okay, when am I going to study for these tests? When am I going to work on this? Um, But then also sometimes, this sounds kind of bad, but like sometimes I feel like other classmates can enhance stress sometimes. So just being mindful of that as well and trying not to let that affect your personal study style because everyone learns differently, studies differently. Yeah, going off of that, you definitely learn who you don't talk to, even if they're your friend before a test, just because they might stress you out a little more because they're so stressed. Um, But for me, I think one of the biggest things was, um, especially in neuroscience, when I didn't understand a lot of the material, I'm more of a like mental psych person, not like a microbiology neuroscience type of person. So it was kind of, especially with that being in my first semester here, that was really stressful. I was like, can I do this? Am I smart enough for this? But um, having a good support system helps me get through that. And, you know, once you get to the classes that you like more, I found that to be less stressful. Neuro was the worst class ever. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I don't know how I managed to get through that Same. class. <laughs> Same. That was so, yeah, that was definitely the most stressful class. And then, like, with how our semester was paired, it was, you know, neuroscience and then kinesiology all in like the same semester so just managing those two classes simultaneously was definitely overwhelming especially when the next semester I felt like was so lax compared to that felt like yeah maybe that could have been split up at least for myself a little better and it really wasn't even that lax true that's so true oh yeah managing your time and then I also worked during most of my school and I actually worked like I started working over 20 hours that first semester which was a terrible idea I do not recommend it um actually looking back from my experience I think once you get comfortable like with your program working like a like in the second year yeah I don't think I started working until like that second semester and I mean, I didn't work work. I just kind of like I babysat and like I drove kids places. So I did like low commitment, uh, things like that, where I could kind of make my own schedule and was more flexible. And I found that worked better for me. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, just the fact that a lot of like assignments were due all and like on the same week. Yeah, I felt like the teachers really overlapped a lot. I feel like maybe that's just how the semesters naturally line up. And then doing practicals and giving presentations were like, get so stressed out. 
No, I, I remember the practicals being so, like, anxiety-producing. Like, And like, there's definitely things that you can tell yourself and you can kind of give yourself, like, positive self-talk. But I just feel like those things, no matter what, are always going to be at least semi-stressful. Definitely. I feel like especially when we had the actors because they were really... Um, Intimidating? Like, really enhance their symptoms. They're like, oh, these are real people. Yeah. Scary. Or if it's, like, your classmates, they know how stressful it is, and, like, they kind of know what it would more look like in the setting, too. So my second question is, when you know you'll be in a situation that causes you stress, how do you prepare for it? Um, I For me, it really depends on the situation. Like, uh, obviously, if it's a test, then you want to study and just prepare for it as much as possible. But um, I don't know. I try not to let myself get overly stressed. My friend Julian always says, worrying just means you suffer twice. So I, I try to just, like, if I feel myself getting stressed, just, like, I don't know, step back, breathe, figure out, like, what I can do to fix that problem. And then if I can't do anything in that moment, just try to, like, figure out what I can fix. I think for me, like, if I know that I have a test or assignment coming up or something like kind of like what I was saying earlier, just I'll write in my agenda, like work on this this day or get that, like kind of like section it off. Um, so that I feel like maybe I'm achieving like small goals every day, even if I'm not like getting the entire product done. So that kind of helps me personally. And then if I like feel like really overwhelmed or stressed with something, yeah, kind of like what Katie was saying, I just kind of step back from it and take a break. It's, it's important to just give yourself a mental break. And I feel like sometimes that gets overlooked a lot. I think if I have like something really big going on the next day, I will literally like dedicate like at least four or five hours to doing nothing, like absolutely nothing. Yeah, you need to focus on mental health for sure. Yeah, and I think Getting a good night's sleep, like all the things, like the obvious things, making sure to relax. And then just like something like watching some garbage Oh, TV. that's like my go-to. <laughs> or listening to music. Um, I like to go out for a run. So like, I feel like every time I have like a final exam, like the night before, I'll go out for a run just to like blow off some steam. And that usually makes me feel like a little bit better, at least. Um, also like when mentioned earlier beforehand, like maybe not try to hang out with people that cause you like extra stress based on like the things that have to get done. If they're like constantly talking about, Oh, this is due and this is due. And when did you start it? Did you start it already? Yeah, no, that's like, that's a really good point. Cause sometimes even too, like when you're hanging out with friends that are in your cohort, like something that I didn't really appreciate is that when people would only talk about school whenever we were out, I'm just like, you know, we're here to, out, to be out and have a good time and relieve stress. Like, let's not talk about school. Like, you know, it's only going to cause more anxiety. That's a very good point. And I think like also just making sure that you go out and you don't have to necessarily go out somewhere that you have to spend money or a lot of money, but just going out with like your classmates or your friends. And yeah, like you said, don't, don't necessarily talk about school the whole time or what's due or, you know, what exam is coming up. Yeah. Not really help. Focus on things that like make you happy and have fun instead of miserable so when you're currently feeling stressed, how do you work to alleviate that stress? And what methods or strategies work best for you? I mean, I just like 
kind of like we were saying earlier, you just kind of step away from it for a moment. Um, for me, like towards the end of uh, grad school, I like started to get into skating and that's like a great stress reliever for me. Like I would always try to make it a point to like, okay, I'll do this much work and then I'm going to take a, like an hour break to skate and then I'll come back to it and then I'll come back to it with like a fresher mind. Cause once you give yourself that mental break, you can come in, you can come back into a project or assignment or whatever um, you're working on with just like a better perspective and you know you don't always want to do it but I think it'll it'll just help you get back into that mindset for me if I'm like really stressed in the moment like feeling a lot of anxiety I kind of like I said earlier take a step back and I'll do some breathing exercises just because I don't know I feel like that's what will ground me and center me in the moment but if I'm trying to have something I guess more long term I try to really like make a list of everything I have to get done and then focus on the things that are most pressing or most like things that need to be completed first. And then don't worry about the other things until later. Just kind of like focus on what's at hand and put off the other things until I really need to focus on them. Like Audrey was saying, like writing down just like little tiny goals like every day or every week. So it's like a little bit more manageable. I like to cook like I'll just cook a big meal. No, that's a good one, too, because, like, I don't know, sometimes you'll be like, oh, I don't have time to, like, do a hobby or whatever, but, you know, I I always need to eat dinner or something, so just taking the time to really cook a nice meal for yourself and take a break from studying, that's another great stress reliever. Having that time to have the mental break, some people will, like, eat while they study, and I'm like, no, 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 I need to, like, at least have that me time. That's another thing. I feel like if I have so much going on and I'm really stressed about it, I will automatically think like, I don't have time to do this. And I like start thinking negatively in that way. I'm like, I don't have time to cook. I don't have time to clean or watch TV even. So if you would have spent less time worrying about every little thing you have to do, you would have more time to just do, you know, your hobbies or exercise or cook or whatever fun things you like to do. Worrying gets you nowhere. So how do your methods differ in a public versus a private setting? In public, I usually want to be around friends and like socializing, having fun, at least like, I don't know, talking. I'm very social with my friends, but in private, I really like to focus on things that I personally enjoy, like crocheting. Another great stress reliever, too, is just literally talking to a friend and then maybe doing whatever together, whether it be going to the beach or going shopping or whatnot. And then in a private setting, for me, it's, yeah, more focused on, like, hobbies. So, like, you know, or or even just watching TV to, like, relax or cook a meal for myself or skate, like, everything. So that's kind of the things that I do by myself to unwind. It's nice to have time to yourself. So what methods have you tried that do not seem to work for you? Um, For me, it's trying to get stuff done super early. I'm like a work best under pressure type of person. And if I try too early, I waste so much time just like staring at my screen. Or I learn something new and I have to like go back and redo whatever I did. That's just how I work best. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I'm not that great when I try to start things early. I'm way better under pressure like day night before type of stuff i think we're Um, all the same way here (laughs) i feel like that's why we get along so well something very specific though in terms of like trying to like study that i know doesn't really work for me is um 
I know that neuro, a lot of times people would like record lectures. And I don't know, I never like found that helpful when I was trying to study for neuro because just to like sit back and like watch it all over again. I don't know. For me, I personally didn't really get any benefit out of it. But I know some people did. So I mean, it's that's completely personal. But on the other hand, also trying to avoid tasks that you have to do like creates more stress for me and like more stress in the long run. Like if I'm like, I'm going to keep procrastinating and I do it way too much where I have a lot of stuff to do all at once and then it just makes it worse. There is a balance, an art to the procrastination. There is. There's like a, there's a method to the madness. Mm -hmm. It takes years of practice. That's how we got here. I always say like, I'm just like, the reason why I continue to procrastinate is because I've done it my whole life and it's gotten me this far. So why not stop? There's times where I'll try to do stuff early, but like like I mentioned, I end up just wasting more time because I feel like I just stare at the computer. I'm like, I'm not sure where to begin. Because you don't feel like that much pressure that you have to do it right then and there. So I feel like it depends on the person, but I would say my advice that if you're like tend to procrastinate, don't worry so much about like doing everything a lot earlier, especially if a lot of people do that. Because I know a lot of people do do things like a month in advance or more. And if that doesn't work for you and you're no, you know that you're not going to get it done. And don't compare yourself to your classmates because like everyone learns differently, might want to do it early and that works best for them, but that might not work for you. I think people unintentionally compare themselves to others. Like it's just a natural thing that people do. Yeah, definitely. So tell me about a time where you found it very difficult to bring your stress levels down. When I totaled my car, that was hard. Everything in my personal life was just, I don't know, seemed like it was going wrong. Being in a different state, dealing with insurance, having to pick out a reliable car. It was just hard to do that in grad school. Yeah, and that brings up a good point. Like, obviously, like, you still have a personal life when you're in grad school. Like, despite what it may seem, it's like you're not always studying all the time. So you're going to have to deal with stressors from your family, your friends, car, work, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, That stuff is always going to be present in your life, whether you're in grad school or not. So learning ways to try to manage your personal life along with your um, life as a student is also really important. To not be afraid to ask for help. I definitely had some classmates that were very helpful. I was on crutches also at the time. So having like Mia was so helpful. Like my classmate, she would help me carry my books and stuff and just like make sure I had a seat that was accessible with my crutches. So just like not being afraid to ask for help when you need it is really important. Night before the last neuro exam. This is why I just had so many issues with neuro. So many bad memories. But anyways, um, the night beforehand, I was heading home because I was going to study like crazy for a couple hours. And I got into a car accident like right beforehand. And then the guy didn't have insurance. And it was just an awful mess. It was horrible. I was like, this cannot get any worse right now. Yeah, definitely dealing with personal life and neuro seems unbearable. So what have been your biggest barriers to self-care and stress management while in school? My um, self-control when getting back to work. Like, I'm good at studying, and then I have to take, like, a mental break. And then once I take the break, it's hard to kind of 
get motivated and like get back into the groove i think for me is that like this doesn't happen often but i know that like when i have a lot of work to do especially this will happen is that when i am taking those breaks for myself or like maybe i'll be doing something fun because someone invited me somewhere and i just think the whole time i'm like oh well i really should be doing schoolwork or something that can definitely be a barrier because you're not really enjoying the moment you're just kind of focusing on the stressor still yeah you feel guilty it's kind of terrible because sometimes if you go out and you have fun, like all you can think about is the schoolwork that you have to do. And then like, you know, you can't get in that mindset of just to like relax. Um, one of my biggest barriers is not having the best time management at times, but also like negative self-talk. If there's a lot of hard things going on, like having negative self-talk, like sometimes I tend to do that and it's not good but I was reading in one study like that resiliency and having like traits such as being able to relax and reflect and like good self-esteem is associated with the ability to manage stress more effectively yeah definitely mine is negative self-talk a lot I tend to especially in the classroom setting if someone else like knows an answer and I don't, I'm like, well, how'd they know that? Like, I'm stupid. I, I I should know this. I guess I'm not as smart as my peers or whatever. And so it is hard not to compare yourself, especially like in the moment. Um, yeah, just trying not to have so much, I don't know, hate for yourself when you're struggling is important. I think another thing too is to like, if you do find yourself comparing yourself to peers and like engaging in that like negative self-talk, I think just kind of notice that everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses as well as you do. So like Johnny could be great at writing or, you know, Cindy can be great at narrow or, but it's, everyone has their own things that they're better at and things that they are trying to work on. I don't know. Just try to focus on that too, because everyone's trying to learn. Everyone's trying to grow through this process. Like you're all in it together. So don't use it as like a comparison all the time. Do you try to use a social support system? So do you go to others when you're stressed or do you feel like you often withdraw from others? I guess it really, it honestly depends on the situation and it depends on how high my stress is. If it's really bad, I feel like talking about it sometimes makes me more stressed because I'm like laying it all out. And sometimes I don't want sympathy. I just want it to be fixed. Especially if it's school related or if it's something not... If it's smaller, maybe, and I feel like my friends are also having the same struggles, sometimes it can be helpful to talk about it and see how they're coping with it, and it can make you feel a little less alone. Yeah, I agree. I think it definitely depends, but for me personally, I find a lot of benefits when I um, go to a support system uh, for for dealing with stress, and sometimes, like, yes, it's helpful when it's within your cohort and you know, you're talking to your friends that you know, are also like, maybe they haven't started yet. And, you know, you might feel some like, uh, relief after you you hear that, like, you know, like, Oh, I haven't started yet either. Like, okay, cool. Thank God. But like, for sure. (laughs) I also sometimes will talk to friends that, you know, don't attend grad school or whatever, don't even, or maybe um, they're just like in a different state. And sometimes it's good to have that neutral person to talk to as well. I feel like in the day to day, um definitely with school 
like you said, like, oh, I haven't started that either. My close friends, especially the ones in my cohort that live at the, my apartment complex, there's a couple of us that have really gotten close. And without them, I would feel lost. And like, they also help keep me on track if I feel like I'm falling behind or vice versa. It's nice to just be like, oh, yeah, like, don't forget about this or, you know, how are you studying for this? Maybe, you know, it just, it's nice to have that sort of day-to-day support system too. And the kind of friends that are going to, like you said, support you and not compare themselves to you. And Right, right. Honestly, I tend to withdraw from others is what I find, but not on purpose. Um, I just don't openly talk about how I'm feeling if I'm feeling really overwhelmed. But of course, like it makes you feel a lot better after you go and like talk to friends. And then you find out like, hey, they're experiencing the same things, even though you think that you're like the only one. Yeah, it's very validating. But I tend to withdraw and then I like somebody will come up to me like, are you okay? And feel like, yeah, I'm fine. It's like, no, not fine. (laughs) That's so true. Sometimes it's nice to just have that like, I just need someone to ask that too. So when I'm looking at the research, I've learned about maladaptive coping strategies. So these are coping mechanisms that usually do more harm than good, such as um, using alcohol, but it could also be things like emotion-focused coping. So these are like involving avoidance of loss of hope over under-sleeping or eating and just like social withdrawal. So do you guys have any personal experience with this? Or do you know anybody that uses like maladaptive coping strategies? I think for me, I feel like I waste a lot of time literally doing nothing sometimes. (laughs) Like if I just feel so overwhelmed, sometimes I just, I'll either like oversleep or sometimes I overeat. But honestly, sometimes I just sit and do nothing. And I know that's like, honestly, it's such a bad thing to admit. And it's not productive at all, but I guess it's just like a avoidance mechanism, like you said. I feel like that's almost a good thing, though, to sit and not do anything. There's a balance that I definitely cross sometimes. Yeah. For me personally, like I, if I'm stressed, I don't eat as much, which is a problem for me. But that's a problem because, like, I mean, a I love to eat, so obviously there's a problem if I'm not eating, and then. Um, be like if I'm not eating, I definitely feel like we're lightheaded. Like I don't really feel like myself. Um, and then I'll lose weight really easily. And I don't really personally, I don't care to lose any more weight. So then that kind of gets into like body image as well, too. So that's like a whole nother uh, issue that can arise. And that and it all stems from just being stressed, basically. And yeah, it's like so interesting because stress can really impact so many different areas of your life. And I feel like it's not always recognized as something that is like that impactful. But and for me, it it like gives me physical symptoms. So I'll get stomach aches and headache. Yeah, I definitely get the stomach aches too. That's the worst, especially when you're anxious about like a test. Those neuro stomach aches. Yeah, like along with the avoidance, I get kind of crabby. And I like start, and I'm like, I'm not good enough for this. And, you know, like the negative self-talk. And then I sleep a lot. Like I oversleep. I think it's probably because of like all the anxiety I'm feeling. It just like drains you. For sure. I remember in this like past, like the last um, semester, which Katie, it's it's a big semester. You guys all looked like you were always dying. I'm like, wow. Like I was having a lot of like 
I was just like questioning myself a lot, kind of like like Stephanie was saying. I was like, am I even cut out to be like a doctoral student? Like, I don't know. This is so much work. Why am I even doing this? Like, so stuff like that. And you know, it doesn't really doesn't do any good. Like, you're already you clearly you got you made it into the program. You made it this far. Clearly, you do belong there. So don't really question your place. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you got into the program. Like, that's almost the hardest part. You know. You just have to get through it. Like, just do the work and try your best. I wasn't sure if you guys were just, like, having really bad senioritis or if it was really that terrible. It's like a combination, I'll be honest. Also, quarantine, like, really didn't help that whole situation. I remember just feeling like I was, like, doing schoolwork all day and accomplishing nothing basically. It's not a good feeling, definitely. And then eventually it did ease off. But like during that time where we were like in the thick of it, it was, yeah, definitely stressful. And especially just being stuck, you know, in the house all day, you can't really do things with your friends. The only thing you can really do is like go on walks and stuff. For sure. When you had like all the at home distractions too. Oh, yeah, it's so much harder. And then you're sitting at like your desk or at your table all day. And then by the time you're done, your neck is so stiff. And you're just like, now what right. do I do? More schoolwork. Hopefully not. Take that break. But yeah, another thing that I saw was interesting from the same article is that there was a link between emotion focus or like the maladaptive coping and then symptoms of anxiety and depression. That makes total sense. So in this article, they said that the ones that had less stress used problem focused coping, which was like planning ahead confronting like the stressor head on and then trying to correct the problem and then going out and doing like like recreational things like exercise and I feel like a lot of people don't really know or like can't even articulate the difference in their own head between problem focused and emotion focused and I know kind of recognizing the difference helped me at least feel less stress when it comes to those situations Because it's like, okay, well, I could just focus on how I'm feeling and not really fix what's going to happen. Or I can focus on, you know, what I can fix right now and then deal with the rest later. So I feel like not everyone recognizes that they can be separated. All right. So my last question for you guys is overall, what stress management advice do you have for students starting like an OT program. I was just thinking about this when you were talking about burnout is definitely take the time for yourself so you don't burn out. Especially, I mean, I know we keep talking about neuro, but that was the biggest thing I had to learn to find success in that because it was such a new territory for me. And I felt like, oh, I just need to study, study, study because they don't know what's going on. But really, I just was burning myself out and that was almost making it worse where just take it in sections, don't get overwhelmed and then like take your personal time to really focus on yourself and you know, you're not going to be able to do well if you are not in a good headspace. Yeah, I think um, sometimes just taking a day is good too. Like I don't always follow this advice, especially if I have a lot to do, but for our schedule, we would have Fridays off and then in addition to Saturday and Sunday so taking a Friday or that Saturday or whatever day just to have where you don't do any work you just kind of relax do whatever you got to do have fun and just don't worry about school and that is honestly really helpful in just managing your stress and making sure that you get everything done 
before that day and then whatever you need, need to do for that following week the day after or whatever um so and it's easier like easier said than done but I, yeah i think having a day is really important i love the fridays and i for me i found it personally um helpful to do everything school related on that friday and then take the saturday to be like all right it's the weekend and then literally like you said that's your day really use it go to the beach go to the beach go to a bar go shopping read a book that's not a school book yeah like pleasure reading just binge the netflix series whatever see what you gotta do bake some cookies that's another good one like try new recipes like that's a really fun underrated stress management thing that i think people don't realize it because they're like oh i have to cook but no like have fun with it you know try to experiment try to cook new things eat new things so it's another fun thing to do yeah or like cook with friends like put on some music yeah use it as your night to like hang out with a friend so you're not so lonely and then you know in addition to friends like just Try to study with your friends, too. I feel like it's a lot more motivating sometimes to just have a study partner or study group and, like, people who are positive and won't stress you out and, and like, that positive self-talk and not, like, giving off any, like, negative energy. So definitely positive social support. For sure. I feel like I didn't emphasize that enough and, like, how important my social circle has been in making sure I am just, like, in a good mental health space. Like, there's four of us that live at this complex that just happen to get along really well. And we study together and it's nice to like pick someone else's brain when you don't get something. So also, yeah, like you said, having like someone else who just builds you up when you are feeling down is so important. You can't get through it alone. And if you try, it's going to be really hard. I would say like, don't be afraid to try something new. Like, I don't know, go try yoga if you haven't tried it before. And then take that like one day off, like both of you guys said, take that day off and then don't feel bad about it. I feel like it's also rewarding to just say you tried something new. Then like you can like at least feel like, okay, well, I tried. I did something with my time, even if you don't like it. Yeah. And then like keep your brain active, like away from school. Definitely. Another thing too is if you don't understand a concept, more than often, your professors are very willing to like meet with you during their office hours and help explain it. And that in itself can alleviate a lot of stress other than trying to just teach yourself something or that you're just not getting. Great to just go to like directly to the source and be like, hey, I don't understand this. Or like, you know, maybe they can point you with like a resource or whatever and just help you out. That can definitely alleviate a lot of stress and, and time too. Definitely. And it'll, it'll make you look better to the professor too because they can see that you care and you're not just like there. You're putting in the effort. So that's a good point. And honestly, a lot of them really are passionate in what they're doing. So a lot of times they're more than happy to talk to you about it. They want you to understand it. They're not there to, you know, make you fail. I remember Dr. Johns. He was like, oh, I love this class. It's my passion. Like, you know, I'm the program director for the PT program. So I have like other duties, obviously. But like, I'd be happy to just sit there and talk narrow with you all day. So like they like what they're doing most of the time. They would love to talk about it further. I remember him saying like he was, I I don't remember if he was intimidated or he didn't like neuro when he was in school and look at him now. It's like his passion. It's just cool to see that a teacher can really change that once you understand the material. So yeah, definitely working to understand it's better than trying to scoot along guessing. 
in addition to professors, um, I don't know if every grad school has this, but if there are tutors or um, grad assistants available, definitely 100% use them. They are so helpful. Only reason I pass Neuro. And not to scare anyone that's going to take Neuro, it's just, it's tough, but if, if I can get through it, anyone can. I know, that's how I feel. I feel like anatomy was also not the easiest thing in the world. No, that that also was not easy. And I feel like that class gets cast in a shadow over a little bit compared to neuro, but that's also a really hard course. I wish we had more of an anatomy class in our program, and I have a passion for it. It was amazing. And I just feel like if you can focus on the things that give you the most trouble in like a timely manner and then focus on the things that you enjoy more, you know, in between, it's more bearable. Well, thank you guys so much for allowing me to interview you and join me on this podcast. Oh, thank you. Bye. Bye.